Good evening and thank you for joining me on tonight's edition of Revival Talks. I don't know where you're listening from, but it'd be great if you could just comment below um, or even send us an email at helloigniteministries.co.uk. It'd be fantastic to hear from you and let us know how you're getting on around the world. Well, I'm just going to bring my special guest on, um, Dan, right now. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Uh, good to see you, Luke. Bless you. Fantastic to see you again. Me and Dan were catching up backstage. Um, we've not seen each other for a while. Uh, obviously, lockdown, many people haven't seen each other for a while. But, Dan, just introduce yourself. Tell them a bit about who you are, your family, and how we met as well, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Luke. Well, my name's Dan. And first and foremost, I'm a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, my, my job role is um, evangelist. I'm a full-time evangelist with a charity called Through Faith Missions that you might want to look into at some point. And um, I had the pleasure of meeting Luke first, I think um, maybe four or five years ago, I lose track on a mission trip to Chiapas, Chiapas in uh, southern Mexico. And um, we got to know each other and, and sh share our, our passion for the lost and, and for healing and all kinds of experiences we had together, including the, um, <laughs> the occupational hazard of eating the food out there and uh, what tends to go wrong when you do <laughs> yeah so yeah. Uh, and, and you, you did warn me about the uh, mexican food i think uh, on the way there <laughs> yeah and nicola was sat and uh, we were like uh we've never been to mexico but dan's <laughs> given us the heads up so uh yeah that I do it's, remember that. that. <laughs> it's a kill or cure. If uh, weight loss plan, if you everything else fails, go out to, to southern Mexico. <laughs> but we followed up uh, from that. And uh, Luke and Nicola and family visited uh, the church I was pastoring at the time, the Way Christian Fellowship in Hunstanton. And Luke ministered. I think we did an open air bandstand and uh, it was it was great. And um, yes, yeah, so we just we connected and we spent a long time late into the night talking and sharing heart. and. Uh, and, um, you know, we got busy, but uh, here we are together again, Luke. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. And how's the family? Um, you... uh, Rebecca and Anna, they're, they're well, thanks. Um, Anna's four now and doing very well. She's a great evangelist. She's uh, God's bloodhound. She leads me to the people that God wants to speak to. <laughs> yeah. That's so, absolutely. Yeah, it's good yeah. to hear. Uh, how old was I can't remember how old she was. Only a baby when we last saw her, weren't yeah, she? They, Maybe a year. Yeah, so it's been three years. About a year old, yeah, because our yeah. kids still remember um, Anna very well, um, Dan, so we must hook up again once yeah. lockdown's over and we'll come. You're in London now, I think, aren't you? So. At St Ives in Cambridgeshire. Uh, we, we relocated for my work. And, um, uh, yeah, Through Faith Mission's um, office was in Coton near Cambridge. We actually um, we're getting a new centre at the moment. But, uh, yeah, and... Um, so we, we love the town and um, looking to see what God will do here while we're here. Fantastic. Well, that's a brief update for everybody who doesn't know who Dan is. Uh, Dan is a legend in my book. You know, um, I've been there when he's evangelized and you know, we've worked well, really good. And I see stuff all the time on Facebook. But we want to touch tonight a little bit on prophetic evangelism. And I'm going to pop up for anyone who's watching this um, visually, but you um, who are listening by radio later. You're going to have to catch up with this. But um, Dan's actually got a book out called Prophetic Evangelism. Tell us a bit about this, um, Dan. Well, uh, thank you, Luke. This, this is um, an area that I've always been interested in that's been on the back burner 
Um, and, and lockdown, that, you know, ironically gave me the, the time and the space to finally get it down um, in ink. And I didn't realize how important it was going to be because lockdown has severely um, <laughs> it's, it's clipped the wings of evangelists and, and all Christians to a degree that we we can't rely on the old methods that we used to use. They're just they're just not possible. They're not physically po possible often. Um, and so we have to be creative. And, and, and Luke and I were speaking before the program about how evangelists are, are supposed to be creative. We're supposed to think outside the box. The message is exactly the same. The gospel's lost none of its power. It's, um, it's still here to save, heal, deliver, set us free, do everything that it's always done. But actually, the methods we use, um, sometimes they need to be changed and updated and, and, and tweaked. And so prophetic evangelism really is, um, is allowing people to experience the, the power of God alongside the gospel of Jesus. So um, grabbing people by the emotional and spiritual, spiritual jugular, maybe with a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a bit of prophecy, a healing, um, something um, spiritual, something supernatural that God's given to you. And then you, you grab their attention. You, you break into their bubble. People are busy. They're frightened. They've got all sorts of things going on. Maybe they're not going to listen to the gospel straight away. Maybe we're answering questions that they're not asking, actually, or interested in. But a healing, a word of knowledge, a word of prophecy can suddenly um, grab their attention and, and then they will listen to then they will listen to the gospel. So um, exciting stuff. Fantastic. So that's a little bit about the book. And where can they get the book, Dan? If Because uh, I'm reading through it. I've not completed it. I must admit, Dan, because he's so, so intense. I mean, uh, I'll show everyone. That's just one page that I, I, I go through and I've highlighted most of the page. <laughs> because there's so many nuggets on there, um, especially like the similarities of um, what I'm already doing and, and some of the nuggets that you put in this book. And it breaks down what is evangelism, the different types of evangelism. So I'm sure people who are wanting to get into evangelism or just improving evangelism like me, um, they'll want to get hold of this book, Dan. So where can we get where can they get hold of it? Uh, thanks for that opportunity, Luke. It's on CPI International. That's uh... Christian Publications International. And um, I'll pop the link on the bottom of this on Facebook and any other way I can. Um, it's, um, it's, we're hoping to get it up onto, um, onto Amazon, print on demand very soon. And as soon as I yep. do, I'll pop that also um, on, the, um, on the Facebook uh, post. But uh, for now, CPI International. Um, and that, that will come up on um, any, any search you do. Fantastic. So, yeah, get the book. I'm telling you, I'm probably about halfway through it at the moment, Dan. And, you know, I can't I love wait the way you've underlined all those things. Hopefully it's not mistakes. Hopefully. It's oh, no, no, no. <laughs> if you're looking for someone to correct your spelling mistakes, I'm not very good at them at all. So um, my, my books I've done, uh, someone's had to correct them for me. So, um, so yeah, uh, they're all highlighted because there's some real good nuggets and in fact talking about the nuggets there's a bit in here that it says the message never changes but the method needs to change tell us a bit about that dan because that really jumped out well, of the page at me i, I think we have a, a, a generation i think we're we're post christendom in this country you know we need to re-evangelize this country we're we're starting from scratch which is terrifying in a way that we've departed so far from our our Christian heritage. On the other hand, it's really exciting because we're back in the book of Acts. We've got a blank canvas. We've got a fresh start. And I think we have a generation who are longing for power and authority and longing to see a demonstration um, of power. Um, let me just read a verse from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, my message and my 
preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. I think we have a generation who are longing for um, authentic power, authentic spirituality. Um, and, and we as Christians have it, or at least we should have it. We should have that authentic power. Um, <laughs> silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. You know, um, and suddenly, suddenly we have people's attention. Suddenly they want to hear what we've got to say. They've had enough of words. You can get words everywhere. Um, opinions everywhere. Everyone's got one like noses. What they do want is power. What they do want is authentic spirituality. What they do want is it's heaven breaking into the misery of their, their life because they're, the, the truth that they're longing to, to discover <laughs> um, needs to be proven before it's received in words. I, I believe that's, that's, that's I, I think, where most people are at. Um, they've had enough of words and opinions. Yeah, no, I 100% believe, and I think attention spans have totally gone out the window. Yeah. Uh, I've got children yeah. of different ages, and their attention span is nothing. I mean, I remember used to have to sit in, in church um, <laughs> when I was a child, and I had a colouring book, and I had to colour in the book, and I had to stay attentive, and the preachers would preach for an hour, an hour and a half, no problems. If you preach past 20, 30 minutes in some churches, everyone's asleep and walking out the door. So um, yeah. the attention span has to be grabbed, and I think God yeah. always intended signs and wonders and a demonstration of the Spirit's power to be yeah. um, a big part of the Christian life, just like you've said, Dan, and, and it's really good. And I think throughout your book, what I've read so far is very much emphasizes this it emphasizes that we've got to be in tune with god and i think you um i'm just going to read it there's a there's a uh, one in here our glorious gospel is not chained and we don't apologize for it but we do need new ways to unleash it into our hearts minds communities and cultures and i think there's another part in the book as well that you talk about um actually prophetic evangelism is more than just going out and preaching the gospel. It's actually having an intimate relationship with yeah. God, hearing his voice. And God spoke to me recently, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about just doing what, um, like Jesus said, he said, I did what I only saw my father yeah. in heaven doing. And I think as evangelists, you'll know yourself, we sometimes rush in with a tract, we sometimes yeah. rush in with the gospel. But I, just explain a bit more about the prophetic yeah. side of it. How, yeah. how do you lean in on the prophetic before going in yeah, not that, for the that, kill? I, I wouldn't say for the kill, but that's probably not the best way to explain <laughs> evangelism, really. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, though. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's terrifying because you're, you're leaning in um, completely on – you're so vulnerable to God and you're so, so vulnerable to people. It's like you're climbing the rock without any safety net, any safety harnesses. Um, you've got nothing to go back on. You've got nothing in your back pocket. Either God shows up or or, or, or you're finished. But but God meets you in that moment. Um, and, you know, I think that the quality of our, our secret life with Jesus um, will determine the fruitfulness of our ministry out in the in the public place. So if we've got a bank of prayer and and and, and hearing from God um, in, in secret, then God, God's going to show up with us in, in the public place. And, and what we're effectively doing is we're taking Jesus and we're, we're, we're thrusting him in front of someone and saying, God, you know, we live in a, in, in a world full of subject, subjective truth. You know, your truth, my truth, it's all, you know, 
it's all watered down. It's all highly individualistic. What we're doing is we're thrusting Jesus in front of someone saying, you have to make a decision. He's real because he just healed you, because he just spoke into your life, because he just, you know, he just told you, told me things. And I've told you things now that I could never physically, humanly know. You, you, you're now confronted with objective truth that he, he's real um, and, and he's in your face. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but he's, he's in front of you. And, yeah. and, and that requires a response. When Jesus is stood in front of you, that requires a response. Um, our arguments and our kind of we want to we want to preach the gospel clearly and, and brilliantly. Of course we do. But people are far more likely to listen if they're, they're, they're having a power encounter before, during or after that. Yeah. 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 No, and, that's and really just, good. Dan. And, it, and it, it's, it's brilliant because it, it by default. You have to come back to the relationship with Jesus. You can't rely on the tracks or the survey or whatever uh, methods it might might you might have used. Um, it, it's entirely dependent on the quality of your relationship with Jesus. So it, it causes you to default back to that when you might disengage otherwise. Oh, I know how to do this now. You know, I know the formula. I've got the thing. Um, you can't do that because um, it's going to be completely different in every situation. So you have to lean back into that relationship with Jesus, which, of course, that's where the excitement is. That's the, where the reality is. Um, and, and then he will thrust you back out into the marketplace with um, big things, small things. Um, you know, the, it's just so creative. Um, it's never going to be the same twice. Yeah, fantastic. That's absolutely brilliant, Dan. And what I'd like you to do just for a few minutes, let's presume there's some people watching who um, have never evangelized in their entire life. Um, explain how they can implement the prophetic when releasing the gospel. Like take us through the process of what you do before uh, maybe going out to evangelize or going to a friend that you know needs to hear the gospel. Just go yeah. through that for us, Dan. Yeah, of course. So just just for a minute to, to break down what I mean by the prophetic, because I know what I mean. And I think you probably know what I mean, Luke. But but actually, um, it, it's a word that's bandied around a lot. And, and maybe some people are suspicious of it or haven't heard it. Um, and, and it conjures up um, questions. Well, I use it as an umbrella word for anything that is um, supernatural, anything that is spiritually given by God to us. So that would include a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, healing, prophecy, dreams, visions, anything, any any information or experience we have from God that is not, you know, directly um, read or uh, understood um, in, in in a natural way. It's 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 anything that is um, supernatural. And there, there's another word that is quite loaded, but effectively it it, it means living spiritually. So um, you know. What we see, what I see with my physical eyes is not the absolute truth. What I see with my spiritual eyes, that is the absolute truth. On, so yeah, very yeah. often we see one thing. We see a person stood there and we make all sorts of assumptions about who they are. And, you know, oh, they're, they're middle class and they, they, they work in a city and, and, and this, that. And, you know, we, we've, we've boxed them up. But we have to see with our spiritual eyes that there's a man who is deeply grieving, deeply depressed and going home and considering suicide, you know. We've got two completely different scenarios. So it's it's learning to see with the eyes of our spirit, learning to, as Jesus did, um, to only see and do what the Father was seeing and doing. Or sorry, say, saying and doing what the Father was saying and doing. It's an incredibly high standard. Um, um, but it, if, if we live that way, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't say I live 
like that all the time. I, I hope I dip into it every now and again. It is so exciting and so dynamic because what Jesus sees is, is so completely different to what we would see with our natural eyes. And, and the person we think is furthest away from the kingdom is actually nearest. Uh, and the person who's heckling and, and angry, they've actually got the softest heart. You know, so it, there are all sorts of contradictions. And if we're moving in that prophetic flow, we'll, we'll, we'll understand much better the way people are talking to us. Because sometimes it's baffling. I think, what? I don't understand what you're saying. It makes no sense. And, um, mm. But it makes perfect sense if you're seeing what's really going on um, in the spirit. And, you know, the, this is just one more tool in the evangelism bucket. I don't make any claims that this is the great new, you know, the great new hope. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to solve all the challenges of world evangelization. It's just one more tool. And we need as many tools as we can um, yeah. in our bucket. And it's, it doesn't diminish evangelism. I love to preach the gospel. That's what I'm passionate about. I live for that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't want to really preach the gospel. I just want signs and wonders. I want them both because, come on, uh, come on. you know, <laughs> that actually in Mark 16, we're told <laughs> signs, and, signs and wonders will follow those who believe. You know, come on. Um, this should be our normal experience. Um, and the, the, the gap isn't God's end of the equation. There's no problem his end. He's got tons of power and he wants to give it to his followers. The problem is our end. Um, mm -hmm. at my end <laughs> all the complications <laughs> and uh, and assumptions about people maybe you know um, and, and and they need to come down and that can only happen as we live filled with the Holy Spirit leaning into God for for our information um, and, and in the world at large there's so much disinformation fake news you know we don't know what to believe yeah. more than ever we need to be tuning into God and um, only going by what what he is telling us so, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dynamic package, uh, living in the prophetic and evangelism. Um, it's an exciting place when those two things come together. That's absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, um, it'd be great to get some examples. I remember when I went on the streets and you're probably right. A lot of people who are evangelists and do evangelism are probably already dipping into the prophetic and the supernatural. And um, just for anybody who's watching who maybe doesn't move in the supernatural and just preaches the gospel, that's totally fine as well. That's what Dan's saying. It, the most important is to hit the soul. But what me and Dan and other people that might be watching have probably experienced is, when we come with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, um, like uh, Dan quoted earlier, it unlocks certain people yeah. that wouldn't be unlocked before. And I remember there's one time that I remember that I could probably give you a hundred where I was on the street and I tend to go for the big, strong, hard, tough, mean-looking people because I feel sometimes as evangelists we're afraid to go to them people. So I make an effort to go to them um, or the ones that maybe look um, like they're well together and they've, they've got everything in the world. They're the sort of ones I'll try and go to. You know, if there were a millionaire in front of me, I'd like to go to them because you know, sometimes we don't approach people who we think have got a good life yeah. or that they might be mean and give us a bad response. So I started approaching them, but I did find they were very hard to unlock. Um, but when I started going and praying as I was going towards them, I'd say, God, give me a word, give me a word. And generally it was in a form of a word of knowledge, maybe just an image of someone's uh, part of the body that was injured. Um, it, 
he normally shows me a skeleton picture of someone and he flashes a red little thing in my head. It's really weird. That's how God shows me when someone's got an ailment in the body. And then I'll say, hey, have you got a problem with your knee, your ankle, your arm? Um, and then sometimes, like you said, God will give you an actual whisper or a little picture into their life, just a segment of the life. Maybe the, the, the relationship with a family member's broken down. And some of these tough, hard men that have gone and approached have just broke down and weeped. They've become the softest. They just want someone to love them. They just want a hug from someone. And, and you'll find sometimes you're hugging the guy in the middle of the street um, on there. So for anyone who's watching, there is that you, you've got to preach the gospel. You've got to tell them about mm. Jesus and lead them to Christ. That's not what we, we're not trying to say, replace this with that. We're saying, try tapping into what God's got. You know, God wants to speak to us. I think that's why he gives us two ears and one mouth there, Dan, you know, so we can listen more and speak less maybe. Uh, and I'm not yeah. the best at that, I'll be honest with it. Yeah. I do talk a lot. But give us an example, Dan, of when you've been on the street, you've got lots throughout your book, but pick one out that stands out just to encourage people who are watching today um, on, on what you can see on the streets yeah. or with a friend or family member. I mean, what we're talking about really is, is the demonstration of a personal God, a God wrapping his arms around someone and saying you're you're um, <laughs> you're, you're real, that, that Jesus is real, that he's um, he's reaching out to them. So. Um, what, one example would be um, traveling through uh, King's Cross um, rail station at um, rush hour um, and just, you know, being tired, wanting to get on the train and come home. And suddenly I, I'm just aware that, that the Holy Spirit is, is, is pulling on my, my, my spirit. And, um, and as I look across this, I mean, it's rush hour. It's, it's, it's nuts. You know, there's people everywhere. Um, I, I, somehow a spotlight is drawn to this, um, this lady. Um, she's about 30 meters away. And so I have 30 meters to make my decision. I just know that I've got that, that nudge of the Holy Spirit that I should speak to her. But my flesh is saying, oh, my goodness. And my heart is starting to race. And, um, and I, I have to make that decision very quickly. And I'm often fall flat on my face and make the wrong decision. So, uh, you know, this isn't a, a kind of triumph parade. That it's a, it's a lear learning process. But on some level, I say yes to Jesus in that 30 meters. And I know I've got to say something to this lady, but I don't know until I get there what I'm going to say. And as I get closer, I notice she's absolutely distraught. She, she's streaming tears. I mean, she, she, she's that upset. She doesn't care what anyone's seeing or, or, or watching. Um, and and as, I, as I get close to her, um, I lean down and I just look her in the eyes and, and I say, um, Jesus hasn't forgotten you. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what on earth am I doing? This just... This might make no sense to her. And, and I don't want her shouting at me down the, you know, the, the train station. I just want to go home. And she looks at me um, through her tears. It looks me straight in the eyes. And she obviously there's a connection that Jesus has spoken to something going on in her life, in her heart that I know nothing of. Um, and she's suddenly she's looking at me straight in the eyes and saying, mouthing, thank you. And, 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 and then she looks at me again and says, thank you. And, and I move. And I move on. I know that I've said what I needed to say um, and I get on the train. Now, um, I, I still have no idea what what exactly God was doing in her heart. But clearly there, there was a strong connection in that that moment. And I mean, one of the things with prophetic evangelism is um, you're not necessarily going to know the fruit of what you've done. So, you know, the reward has to be the relationship with Jesus again. It's not you can't go home and say, oh, I've got. 20 decisions necessarily for Christ 
Um, maybe you would, but often you don't know. You, you just step into someone's life for a minute and, and demonstrate um, Jesus to them, um, speak into their life and, and move on. And it might be 20 years down the line, they give their life to Jesus and someone else will get the credit for that. But that's fine because it's the kingdom of God. So um, <laughs> there has to be that faith that even if we don't understand, um, God is at work and, and, and doing something far more profound than we might realise. Um, occasionally yeah. we get the, the privilege of knowing what God's done. Um, someone will actually tell us later on. But um, by and large, it's, it's flying blind, you know. And, and, yeah. But it's a, it's a fantastic place to be because faith has to grow all the time. Um, and that's the only thing that pleases God, so it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're totally right, Dan. And sometimes, um, as evangelists, there feels like a, there's a numbers pressures. And I've I've spoke about this a few times on Revival Talk. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of what we deliver. And if we're doing it, um, I think someone else has mentioned what I was going to put. Um, so I'll pop it up on screen, Stefan. We had him on a few weeks ago. Some plant, some water, but God brings the increase. And how true is that, you know? Um, and I've done it. I've been on the street sometimes and led someone to Christ only to find out that same week about two or three other people that they knew who were Christians just mentioned about going to church or they, they walked down a, a town centre and someone would tell them about Jesus. And then I saw what happened to turn up last of the queue of about three or four people and say, hey, can I tell you that God loves you? He's got a plan. Yeah, I've been told about three times this week, actually. Hey, well, you've been told three times. What do you think about that? And then I've been able to, I've had the privilege of leading them to Christ. But I know every single harvest is either that I've, I've brought in for Jesus. Someone's either prayed for them or actually spoken to them and invested time in them before I've even got there. And sometimes... As evangelists, unfortunately, for everybody else, we do get the privilege of leading more people yeah. to Christ because we, we're just carrying something that we, we get to bring in the harvest more. And like you said, but anyone who's watching who you've not got the mantle of evangelists, you still must evangelize. In fact, many times the people we lead to Christ their family member or friend is a Christian and they've been having conversations through the week and maybe they didn't just be able to pluck up the courage to say, hey, why don't you give your heart to Jesus? And, and sometimes as evangelists, we give that urgency, but you've already done the work for us. You've mm. already put in the work. And, and if you, you know, if you just just open your mouth sometimes and say, hey, do you want to give your heart to Jesus right now? You'll be shocked. And the stories, Dan, so many times people have said, I were waiting for a whole month for my friend or family member to ask me to come to church. And they just wouldn't. They'd never asked me. And I was just waiting because they would tell me how good Jesus was, what he'd done in the meetings, yeah. how someone got healed, how someone got saved. And all I would say is, listen, let's evangelize. Let's put what Dan's saying into practice, but also don't be afraid to actually bite the bullet and say, hey, how about receiving Jesus now? Is that something you'd like to do? Mm -hmm. Worst thing they can say is, no, I, I just want to think about it a bit longer, and that's fine. But at least you've given them the opportunity. So, And that's sometimes the boldness we need, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, and, and with that, I think um, just as you might not have the, the office of evangelist, um, we, are, we are all, as the body, is, body of Christ, called to evangelise. There's, there's no get-out clause. And I, I would argue that the same applies to prophetic evangelism, that it's a tool for every Christian. It might not be your main gifting. You might not be the most prophetic person. That's fine. But it is still a gift that we can all use. And um, 
if, if you read my book, you might discover that actually you have been doing it without knowing it. Um, you just didn't have a, a, a name for it. And whatever the whatever your theology, whatever stream you're you're, you're in, um, <laughs> you discover that this this is a ministry that happens. We've just got different words around it, just got different ways of um, articulating it. And I mean, particularly for the workplace, prophetic evangelism is evangelism is excellent because at the coffee break you can say say to someone, I, I believe God's given me a word for your grandma. She's in hospital, and and this is what's happening, and she's going to get better. Then you can leave it at that, and you're paid to work you're not paid to be an evangelist but that person might then say can we go to to the coffee shop after work because you just gave me some information you couldn't possibly know and I, I need to know how you got that information and i need to know why i feel um <laughs> so warm while you're talking to me um so it's it's perfect for the workplace because um you can just drop a nugget in that can be followed up um outside that um and um, without violating the fact that you're you're paid to work in 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 your sphere, um, so it's an incredibly incredibly useful gift. It's it's like it never needs to be switched off. Whether you're on the bus, the train, the plane, uh, wherever you are, um, if you're available to God, the person next to you better watch out because uh, you know God can download something for them um, that's just going to open up their spirit and 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 the gospel can go in. Fantastic. And listen, guys, we, this is the book. It's Prophetic Evangelism, Kingdom Exploits in the Risk Zone. Prophetic Evangelism. See, we can't get it all into this 30 minutes that we've just had, what's inside the book. Dan's done his best, but I, I would just <laughs> recommend get the book. If you're listening on the radio, um, get the book. Send us an email at a hello at igniteministries.co.uk or look for the book online, Prophetic Evangelism. But if you, if you if you can't find it online, email us at hello at igniteministries.co.uk and I can pass your details on to Dan personally and you'll be able to do it. Now, Dan, just before the radio um, audience will get off, I'd love you to pray with them. Mm. Um, anybody who's watching live right now, stay alive because I believe Dan might release some words and pray over you prophetically if he gets any. But if you're on the radio, Dan, just pray for everybody who's listening on the radio right now. Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I thank you for everyone who's, who's listening, who's um, receiving this today. Lord, I pray for those um, people who are desperate to share the gospel. They're desperate to, to reach out to their communities, to their families, to their to their workplace but don't know how to i pray lord this will be a tool that you will put in their hand another tool lord not not the tool it's not the only tool it's just one tool but it's a very effective tool and i pray that you will reach out by your holy spirit and you'll put this tool in people's hands that you stir up this gift lord god even tonight people will receive dreams and visions and words of wisdom words of knowledge words of comfort for their neighbors lord god words for their family Lord, that will just go in and, and touch the, the spirit, touch the heart of people. I pray, Lord, for opportunities in the days ahead for people to operate in, in this gift. And, Lord, I pray that you'll increase the, the prophetic in, in the church, in your body, Lord God. Lord, we need to be authentically spiritual people. We need to have power as we go out with the gospel. Lord, it's not enough just to have words. People need to encounter you. Lord, they've had enough of our words in some in, in some senses, Lord, they need to experience you, Lord God, the power of the gospel. And I pray, Lord, you give us boldness. Lord, it's it's not a comfortable thing to approach a stranger. It's not a comfortable thing to step out of what we what we know and, and risk rejection and risk being wrong. Lord, break those fears off us, Lord. 
Help us to be bold as lions, Lord God, that um, Lord, even if people um, don't seem to receive um, what we're saying and even tell us we're wrong, that doesn't mean it's the case. Give us the boldness to keep pressing in, Lord God, to have reckless faith, Lord God. The, the biggest risk is not to obey you, Lord God. Give us the courage to always say yes to what you're saying. And Lord, train us, tune us into your voice in these days, Lord, that we'll hear you better than ever before. We've got so many voices, so many um, opinions coming at us. We want one opinion, one voice, and that's yours. Lord, help us. As Luke said, we've got two ears and one mouth. Let us become better at listening to you especially and listening to what people are saying from their hearts rather than what's coming necessarily straight out of their mouths. Thank you, Jesus. Fill every home that's, uh, that's listening to this right now, Lord God, with your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So that was Dan Holland. For anyone who's listening on the radio right now, that was Dan Holland. We've come to an end on the radio. Um, you can visit um, my website, igniteministries.co.uk, if you need any more information about what Dan spoke about. Or maybe you're not a Christian and you need some help or you need some prayer. You can also email us at hello at igniteministries.co.uk. Thanks again for logging in. And for everyone who's watching on the video right now, um, Dan, did you have you got any words that you want to? We've probably only got a bit of time just to, if you've got any words, or if anyone really feels strongly that they need a word in this season, just post your name and I'll um, I'll post it up for Dan to uh, be able to give you a prophetic word. But Dan, have you got any words of knowledge or anything that you want to just release now? Um, I haven't, but I believe I just need to step out and, and they will begin to, to come. So I think there's something about... Um, Hearing that someone has um, someone listening has got a right ear that is um, faulty, that you're not hearing correctly. You're not hearing and when people speak to you that side. Um, you're not you're just getting about 10 percent of the sound. And in Jesus name, I proclaim healing to that ear, restoration of sound that you will hear better than you've ever heard in your life. And I just want to pray for someone that's um, that their tongue is kind of um, they're not free to speak. They're not. Maybe um, there's a something underneath the tongue that is causing a problem um, and you're desperate to, to, to reach out with the gospel. You're desperate to speak and this holds you back and you, you, you don't feel confident to speak. You can speak, but it's not always so clear. And I pray in Jesus name healing to this fault in the tongue, this, um, this, this thing that holds the, the, the tongue back and there will be a loosening of your tongue and you'll speak the gospel with a freedom and a courage um, and, and, a, and a grace that you've never even dreamed of, that you will be <laughs> you'll be so liberated. Um, your tongue will will be set free um, to speak the gospel and that the Lord will give you the gift of tongues as this happens as a sign to you that you will speak in a heavenly language. And um, you will also speak English um, in, in a way and with a clarity that you've never done so before. And the gospel will just come tumbling out of your mouth because it's been years you've longed to speak with freedom. And Lord, I just pray for, um, um, I just believe that there, there are people, I think, I think there are 10 people um, that are, are, are listening in and God is specifically putting this tool, this prophetic evangelism tool in your hand right now. And you're sensing it in your front room. So just put your, your hands out and receive this, this tool. It's, um, it's, it's another tool to go in your evangelism bucket. It's another tool for, for your ministry. It's not the one you're going to use all the time but it will be there in your bucket and you can call on it when you need it and i pray lord right now that those um those tools go into those hands lord that they will these people will quickly become proficient in using 
this gift, this prophetic evangelism. There's one person that you, you've longed for this gift um, without knowing it for, for all of your life. And you're going to be like a, a duck in water, that this gift is going to liberate you, that um, some forms of evangelism have, have just not worked for you. But this is going to be absolutely your niche. It's going to be absolutely the area that you flourish. And I bless you in that and um, that you will just go tearing ahead because you've been waiting for it and longing for it for so long. So thank you, Jesus, that you put that gift in um, in my brother's hand and let him praise God. Let him run with it. Let him run with it and um, and quickly become proficient in in that gift. And Lord, I just pray for someone who's listening that you're longing for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And right now that the Holy Spirit will fall on you in your front room and you will be under the power of the, the, the Holy Spirit. You'll have a fresh and deep infilling. And you'll never be the same again. And I just see things being pushed out as you're filled that um, some negativity, some rejection um, is being pushed out um, as you're filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. And you'll know a courage that you've never known before. People aren't going to recognize you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. And, and if you're watching it in this now and one of them words for you, just let us know that it spoke to you put something in the comment box and we'll, we'll pop that up. And we did have uh, somebody who's wanting a word, so let's pray and see, see if you get anything. Um, Phyllis, mm -hmm. I believe, if, again, if you're watching and you just want a word, we'll pick a couple of people and we'll give the words. But Dan's already released some words, so grab them if they're for you. And if you just logged on and you missed that bit, rewind the video and, and, and listen to them again and just grab hold of them. So if we can just prophesy right now for Phyllis, if you've got any words for her. Thank you, Lord, for Phyllis. Kurra mashia rama kurbusha rabasanta. Yabrosu kutukurbusha karabasanta. I pray you take her from a narrow place and, and bring her out into a spacious place. That, that Lord, I, I, I'm completely out on a, a limb here, but that you release her in, in, in dance, Lord God, that um, in, in worship, there'll be a, a whole new realm of freedom in her, in her worship. And that um, if she wants to, she'll be free to dance before you, dance before others while she's dancing before you. And, and I pray, Lord God, for an increase on the giftings on her life, that um, that the evangelistic gifting will, will increase and, and she'll feel the boldness to share where she wouldn't have shared before. And that um, yeah, you give her strength in her legs, Lord God, that she's got um, lots, of, lots of miles um, to walk, lots of miles to march, and that you put strength in her legs, Lord God, um, both physically and spiritually, Lord God. Strengthen those knees and, and give her all the energy she needs for what you're calling her to. I pray that there won't be any sense of um, her, her age limiting her, Lord God, that she will have new vigour, Lord, that she will she'll dance. Uh, she'll skip like a calf released from the school, the stall. Lord, just lift her up, um, lift her up in, in her spirit and let her see the world as you see it. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just had a picture as well this my... Um... Uh, for somebody as well, Dan, just to, sometimes when people are prophesying, the prophetic comes out of you. And I saw a picture of it was like a hole, like a black hole almost. And you feel like everything you've worked for, everything that you've done in life has been sucked into this black hole. And it's as if you're in a dark place. You're in a real sad place, in a place that you don't feel happy and you feel uncomfortable, feels cold and, and, uh, and you feel all alone in this season. Um, and God's just saying, listen, everything you've worked for will come to fruition. Everything you've put your hand to that I've asked you to 
will come to fruition. And I think I'm speaking to maybe a leader here right now that you feel like you've worked and you've worked and everything's just disappeared, disintegrated. But God says it's not disappeared. In fact, when you look at seeds, when you plant them in the ground, you don't see any fruit for some time. You don't see the plant come up for a while. And what we all know from winter is certain plants actually die off in winter and then spring up again in spring like we're in right now. So I believe some of you, um, potentially a leader, is feeling alone, feeling like everything's been sucked into a black hole and you've lost it. But God says it's not disappeared. It's just going to come back stronger. It's just going to come back better. It's just going to come back and everyone's going to see it. it's going to be beautiful. So I hope that encouraged encourage you. Um, Dan, just an encouragement. There's lots of messages saying thank you. The, the, the words are for them. Um, on there so you've obviously hit a chord and you've spoken to them and listen we we've not got any more time left uh, me and dan could prophesy all night but obviously uh, um, <laughs> you know if you do really need prayer or you do really need a word post on this comment me and dan will keep an eye over the next few days we'll we'll pray for you if you really want to put it in writing you can send it to as email address it's on the screen hello at igniteministries.co.uk and if it's if you want dan specifically to pray for you i can forward the email on to him as well or if you've just been encouraged encourage dan um, and and send an email or, or comment below and just let us know um, it's been great having you, Dan. Thank you, Thank so, you much so much for, for being on here with me today. And uh, just one last plug, and it's not because I'm getting paid by Dan. <laughs> it is such a good book, Prophetic Evangelism. You have to get it. What Dan's been speaking about has not even touched half of it, and I had so many more things that I wanted to draw out, but time's, time's got us tonight, Dan. But there's yeah. so much, I mean... You can see you can see the pages on there. It's, it's so so many chapters in it that'll just speak to you. So guys, uh, if you're watching, um, grab the book, grab it, send a send a message to Dan, and he'll put you'll put the link on, won't you, Dan, for people to um, connect with you and, and be able to get that. But thank you again for joining us, Dan, and thank you everyone who's for, for logging on. We've got David Tonks on. He is here. He's put a message. Brilliant, guys. David, you're on next week with me doing Revival Talks, so thanks for logging on tonight. But we've got David Tonks on next week, so please log on, get the news out there, and uh, and share with your friends. Share this post with them as well and get the message out. God bless. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, Luke.